this is our first time podcasting in person. Uh, I don't even know how to open the show. Yeah, we got no idea. I have what no to idea, do here. but we're doing a crossover podcast in it- person in New Orleans. Jake. For the game when people are listening tonight. Cheers. Cheers. Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome to Locked On Pelicans. And welcome to Locked On Celtics here. Yeah, in person show in New Orleans at almost midnight, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's midnight. I've been traveling. Traveling is not easy anymore. It used to be really easy for me to catch a flight and be like, oh, I'm going to New Orleans and it's a direct flight and it's moderately priced. Now you gotta go through a city, you gotta stop, you gotta do all this crazy stuff. And it's just traveling here was not easy but i'm very happy to be in jake madison's office enjoying a we beverage the, we got the couch going on here yeah like, man we're just chilling we're just on the couch relaxed. in new orleans man this is great this we're, is awesome we'll, it's, we'll a talk yeah, it's a friday podcast friday podcast so it's casual friday yeah that's what we're doing here i came back from the two lane game that i was at beforehand yeah. we'll wave but this is gonna be fun like you also have a great setup where the celtics are off the next couple of days so you get to enjoy New Orleans a little bit. You have dinner plans. Can I where? tell you, Kashan, it's one of the best restaurants the city has. But you can't go wrong in any of these restaurants. No. Uh, the When I looked at the schedule, this, it's a weird schedule this year. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody understands, like everybody's schedule is a little off. But my favorite thing was when I saw, my like the first thing I do, Jake. <laughs> oh, New no. Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. Oh, there's New Orleans. Oh my God. New Orleans is a Friday night game, and they have two nights off? Oh, yeah. Book that weekend. When was the last time the Celtics played? Last time the Celtics played so was, it was it was Wednesday night. And they made a ton of threes, right? So they made a ton of threes. When, when did they fly into New Orleans? So I they would have flown fl- I think Thursday? they flew. They must have, because today was a travel day. Thursday was a travel day. Okay, so, so they would have flown in. So they're in New Orleans on Thursday. So. They they flew to New Orleans the same day. We should have gone to Harrah's downtown because I guarantee you we would have seen some of their players. Oh, that's there. true. That's I've true. had friends who've been downtown like the night. There was one dude who was downtown the night I forget which team Russell Westbrook was on at the time, but he was playing blackjack with him at Harrah's until like four oh, four in really? the morning. Yeah. Oh, that's and then awesome. Westbrook came and stuck up the joint the next day. <laughs> New Orleans, man, I love this city, man. I love this city. Um, and look, these guys got a couple of days uh, off, so they don't have to travel right away. They don't have to travel after the game. They can play the game. It's a Friday night game. Enjoy the city. So I think Friday night around New Orleans, I'm sure some of the Celtics yeah, will you'll be probably out be able to like see and having and stuff. fun. And then you take a travel day on Saturday. You got to practice on Sunday before they face the Chicago Bulls, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, Jake. The the Celtics are twelve and three. Best record in the NBA. Best believe, record right? in the NBA. Uh, by the way, uh, I wouldn't have bet on the Celtics. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get to that. The number one team in the NBA right now. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, uh, your number one source for all of your uh, betting needs. Head on over to BetOnline.net today. Uh, this is this is called professional. This is it's, how you do it. 
we've so we've podcasted. We'll get to basketball stuff in a second. Like I promise. No, we will. We will. But I always on my show, and I know I'm sure you say it on yours too. I'm like, by the way, if you ever listen to Locked On NBA, like listen on Wednesdays when I'm there. It's the national show. I'm yep. with John. So we've been doing that show together for. Four plus years now, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. It's, like, a, yeah. it's 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 been a while. We've never done one in person, which no. is why we're like thrown off. We have the good rhythm. We get on there. We record in different cities. Yeah, we've both been on the road while we do it in like not our home offices. Yeah, and then you throw us in person. And it's like what what do we do? Yeah, yeah. How do how do we do this? And it's like what am I talking to? It's like, right. Hello, hello. Welcome to the. It's strange. Don't know what I'm doing, but yeah. No, so it's, so it's, best record in the NBA Celtics here. Yes. Um, so let, let's let's take turns here, sure. Because we're, we're this podcast is going out to Lockdown Pelicans folks and Lockdown Celtics folks, and we're you know uh, we're explaining our teams to our respective fan bases. Yeah. So you want to go first? Want to because first so of let's all, start with the biggest thing, Zion. Zion, that's my question. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. He's listed as questionable for this game. I don't know if he's going to play. I, he wants to play. I can tell you that. But they tend to take a pretty. They baby him a little bit. Yeah. Like, is the best way to put it. And I know that frustrates him. You know, they've had, they've won their past two without him. I wonder if they're just going to try and kind of roll and give him another game before they rush him back and maybe have him ready for Monday against the Golden State Warriors yeah. who haven't won on the road. And if you can keep them, oh, what, they'd be 0-9 on the road if they don't win that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so I don't know if he's going to play. Like, he's listed as questionable. I truly think it's probably 50-50, but I shade a little bit more towards it not be not him not playing yeah um which would be a shame because everybody wants to see zion it's kind of like what the celtics have been doing with malcolm brogdon because well he's set to return right he's probable so he'll he'll probably that's what probable means be back for this game which is huge because um he just adds such a great dimension to what the celtics are trying to do but i really think they they took it as easy as they could and said, Hey, look, we're playing Detroit a couple of games. We're playing the, the, the thunder and the Celtics just kept on rolling. And they said, well, let's, let's see if we can get, get away with one more. Yeah. And they got away with it against the Hawks, uh, who nailed a ton of threes in that one. That was, that was Grant Williams. That was Sam Hauser. Um, who else? Peyton Pritchard. Those guys combined for most of the threes. Do you, do you do this thing that I do? We're going to get into all sorts of weird stuff here. Where you just know all of these stats off the top of your head because you look at them so much. I look at them so much. So my I, for people on the Pelican side who don't know, I'm a beat writer. We should probably introduce yeah, you. Yeah, I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics <laughs> for Boston Sports Journal. Uh, I'm an author. I wrote a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. It's over there, by the way. You have it's it over on, there? It's on the shelf, yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, I sent that to you, right? I signed it, right? Yeah. I'll I, get you to sign it after. I bought it. I wanted to support you. Bought you bought that one yeah, oh, off Amazon. Man. I'm a good friend. You are a good friend. You're a good friend. <laughs> that, and I, just as a side note, it's super cool that that a dude from New Orleans and a dude up in Boston are like, we've actually developed a good friendship. Yeah, like, absolutely. We got thrown together on this. We got totally ma- it was matched just, like, together. It was random. And now, this weekend in New Orleans, it's... You come every year. Every year. And it's not just like, oh, maybe I'll see Jake. It's like, we've got plans it's, every the whole, night the whole point, yeah. for the whole weekend. We're going to see Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, too. Oh, that's going to be so much fun, man. <laughs> that's going to be so much fun. Uh, 
So, yeah, I, so when I'm covering the team, I look at the stats, I write my game story. Then I have a column that I'm going to write. Then I'm preparing for my podcast and I yeah. do the podcast. So all of these stats become ingrained into my head. Yeah, you just, you kind of memorize it's, them. Yeah. It's, I was doing, I do a lot of radio down here and I'll go on a show and I'll like rattle off the statistics either from the game the night before and I, because I did my show, have it like memorized on the yeah. number of threes a guy made or their shooting percentages on the season. And someone was like, when you do my show, or do you just always have the stats in front of you? He's like, no. No, no. I just look at them that much that I can tell you. Yeah, I just know that I think Tatum was three of ten, and Jalen was one of six or one of seven in in that game, and they and they shot forty six percent from three. So that was I, I was doing the math in the the non Tatum non Jalen three point shooters shot seventeen for thirty in yeah. that game. Everybody the, and Tatum and Brown were off against the. Uh, the Hawks. So, but the point is, the Celtics keep getting away with. They kept getting away with not playing Brogdon. I saw him walking around behind, uh, you know, in the garden. He was walking fine. It's not like he had a right a, a real a, a bad injury. They just hey, take another day off. You're okay. Uh, so maybe so, we'll get some people back, or maybe not. Yeah. Basically. So, but it sucks that if, if Zion doesn't play, I think that's going to be disappointing. But. So it will be, but one thing I, I think I remember, and again, it's it's after midnight here with everything now, that the, the Pelicans tend to play the Celtics hard in New Orleans, right? Yeah. They yeah. tend to win these games against them, I think. Yeah, this is this is not an easy place to play. It's an underrated tough place to play. Uh, my, my audience will love hearing that. I just know that there's always, it's like an, either it's a cold weather game in New Orleans. It's either in January or like late in the year usually. Yeah. And then last year, I can't remember. There was that 20-point comeback one time, too. Okay. Right? Wasn't there one without? Yeah, there was a comeback. We'd have to like, um, look this up. They got they got smoked, I think. it was. The, they got smoked in the... That was the Kobe day. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I remember that day. Yeah. That was... Well, I mean, obviously, I remember that day for obvious reasons. I also... That night, my, my hotel had a fire alarm going off all night. <laughs> and then... I finally get some sleep and then I wake up to like blazing texts like wake up Kobe's dead what what what's what going happened? on yeah and then obviously Jason Tatum is the biggest Kobe fan in the world and that I just I'll never forget Tatum kind of walking in in a fog he he was hurt he didn't mm-hmm. play that day and he just had, he had the hoodie over his head he just you know trudged in sat at his locker trudged out um, that was that was that was interesting. Oof, that was a bad day, so, but yeah, that was here. Yeah, they, I think they tend to play him well in New Orleans. So why don't we hit the break here, and then we'll actually talk oh, yes. like basketball and the game. And, and I those have to things, tell maybe. people about Masterclass. Yeah, which I am actually taking. I signed up for uh, Masterclass, and I'm doing I'm doing the Steve Martin Comedy Masterclass. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool. The coolest part, first of all, I signed up. And there's, when I first heard Masterclass, I thought it was a few celebrities. Hey, here's a famous person telling you something. And yeah, okay, fine. But no, it's super extensive. There's, I, I've got in my queue now, mixology, gardening, oh, okay. um, the art of negotiation. Uh, so all of these different things, these different skills. I like, I love mixology. I'm going to plant a garden. So I want to get some tips there. The comedy one, I think, is going to help the podcasting. There's very strong parallels. 
And the best part about the masterclass is he's actually teaching me a class. Like members have this, it's not just a lecture or anything like that. He's actually like teaching you these things. So there are 180 plus instructors. There are 11 categories. There are, there's a ton of content. These classes uh, are very easy. I, look at, I looked at a class, I looked at the Steve Martin class as a four hour class, but broken up into bookmarks. So I just, if I got 20 minutes, you can three chapters, chapter, yeah. bookmark it, and I can get back, and it's right there. So it's it's very uh, it, it's very cool. It's a very cool thing. Um, I I'm excited to it, look at this. I'm looking down this list. Yeah, I'm looking at the names here, and it's Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking. John Legend teaches songwriting, and and they're really giving you like in depth stuff that you can work on. So uh, master class. It's it's. I, I'm I'm very excited for people to uh, check it out. I highly recommend it. Uh, you can give an annual membership and get one for free. So go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on. Terms apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans and Locked On Celtics your first listen today and every day, especially when we are in person here on everything and it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun to be able to do this. So if you're listening to Locked On Celtics, make sure Locked On Pelicans is your second listen. And if you're listening to Locked On Pelicans, make sure Locked On Celtics is your second listen, even though yep. it's the same show. So don't actually I mean, do that okay. today. Today yeah. is the same show, but wait, it's, uh, I, I think... Listen to Locked On NBA for your second listen, which, yes. is, which is what on we are Wednesdays on Wednesdays. when we do the show together. Yeah. <laughs> there oh, we go. Man. I salvaged that. Yeah. See, once again, you throw somebody out of their comfort zone it's, and you just don't know how to – we have a cadence to how we do these yeah, podcasts. It's, and now it's like, oh, wait, I've got to read this thing and it's over here. Everything's off, so so we apologize for and this And I'm sure nothing Friday in this show. class is interfering with my ability no, not at all. We are to pros. do this podcast. We're, so whenever we do Lockdown NBA, this, this show's just going to end up us be, being us talking about how much we love doing Lockdown NBA together. <laughs> Half the time, it's like we come up with the show throughout, like te- we text each other throughout the day. And it's like, yeah. that's a great show. Then we record the show and every now and then one of us will do something that's just like the professional podcaster where it's like an amazing segue into one of the ads yeah. or an amazing segue between segments or just something that's funny. It's like, we are good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then we do something like this and we go, we're not very good at yeah, this whoops, at all. Yeah, on that one. <laughs> no, it's, again, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh so let's actually talk about the game yeah, yeah, before we should people talk about stop listening to, to yeah. us here. So for Pelicans listeners, let's let's start with this. What's like the biggest strength for the Celtics and their biggest like weaknesses? So if you're looking to try and beat that team, how do you do it? Yeah, so the the biggest thing that I'm worried about as far as weaknesses is probably like uh, Valanciunas okay. grabbing like a ton of offensive rebounds. Okay. So I know that he's 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 a big rebounder, he's a big offensive rebounder, and like the the number one weakness that the Celtics have is giving up too many of those. Uh, they the Celtics are really really good offensively. Yes, you're you're if you're gonna beat the Celtics, you gotta you gotta hope that they miss a bunch of threes, and you've gotta hope to. Maybe they have a big turnover night, which they don't have much this year. That season. used to be their problem last year, big time. That was a big problem last year. This year, they're one of the best at protecting the ball. So they don't turn the ball over much. They're, they're, I haven't checked this recently, but they're down at the bottom in fast break points allowed. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to run on them very often. Uh, 
you you can you can run off some misses, but really it's you, you send that big. What you're gonna see is if they run a pick and roll and Valanchunas kind of can break free, especially if you're running it with with Brandon Ingram, who's so dangerous. He, you'll you'll get a little extra attention. The Celtics defense this year hasn't been great. It's it's top six in the fourth quarter. Okay, but it hasn't been great overall. It's like twentieth or actually they moved up to sixteenth after the uh, the Hawks game. But I can picture Ingram doing what he does. You run a pick and roll, and Celtics focus too much on Ingram. Fallon Shootness gets lost. Ingram will miss, and he cleans it up. And cleans it up and gets a foul and and gets a three-point play out of it. I can see that happening for sure. It's interesting because he hasn't played a ton recently. They like Larry Nance Jr. as that small ball five for them, you know, especially to close games out. But Valanciunas in the game against the Chicago Bulls on Wednesday night was big because he can take advantage of some of those mismatches. And even if he's playing 20, 25 minutes, he can be really impactful during all of that. And New Orleans loves to go after offensive rebounds, especially if Zion's going to end up playing. That dude's second leap is incredible, and they crush the offensive glass for all of those second-chance points. That's encouraging to hear. I'm very discouraged by the amount of threes that the Celtics recently hit against the Atlanta Hawks because New Orleans doesn't take a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. They're one of the better three-point shooting teams. They finally have had back-to-back games where it's 18 threes and 17 threes. It goes back to us remembering all the stats yeah. on everything we do <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I worry about them time at times with, like, the math on this sort of thing. Uh-huh. That if Boston's going to bury them under threes, I don't know if I trust them fully to actually take all of those to be able to keep up on a situation like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You can trade three for two in the Celtics. Celtics would be happy trading three right. for two. And I think that's kind of been their approach. And and I just I just did one of my recent podcasts about okay yeah this fourth quarter defense is so good but it's that just tells me you're not giving that effort all the way through you're 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 stepping up in the fourth quarter when you need to but early on I think the Celtics are very content we'll take our threes we'll make enough of the threes to counteract whatever you're doing and we'll eventually pull away because they have that spurt ability with they have Jason Tatum they have Jalen Brown those guys can go and do what they're going to do and you're not you're not going to be able to stop them and and really the biggest strength for the Celtics is not just that they have Tatum who's having an MVP He's type awesome season this year yeah and and Jalen Brown who I think has a potential to make all NBA this season if this continues it's that this season they trust one another in in a big way and they I think one of their weaknesses last season was they didn't trust that when they gave the ball up that it would come back. This season they do. And that's leading to a ton of assists. That's leading to Tatum opening things up for his teammates by setting picks and by uh, not, not just assists, but just using his gravity to kind of create for other people. So, that the Celtics offense is what it is because they move, they cut, they screen for one another, and they trust one another. It's it's the best Celtics offense I've seen. That's um, saying something given it, they made the finals last year. Yeah. Oh my God. Like it, it's almost like the inverse of last year's team. Awesome offense. Defense mm-hmm. needs some work. And hopefully, when Robert Williams comes back, that can be the case. Um, oh, well, there is a question of Marcus Smart, by the way, if, oh, really? he, if he's going to play. That, so the, I really, 
I'd like to see him not play, let's be honest. Yeah, Certainly, I'm sure you right? would. That's a good I'm sure thing. you would. But the battle between him and Jose Alvarado is going to be so much fun to watch. <laughs> like, it's going to be – that's one of those things I was thinking about. And it's like, God, those two guys going at each other and how someone's going to get a technical in there somewhere, right? You're going to see oh, someone yeah. do the small maneuver to the other Too one, small? right? Like, you're yeah, going to yeah, see yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. Like, that's just going to be really fun to watch if he's out there on the court. And Hey, we've got our own Alvarado too, Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard – Peyton Pritchard, Alvarado, a couple guys. How tall guys. is Pritchard? Uh, five. Okay, you, you said five. We're good there. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, he's not like, six feet tall. Okay. He's not six feet tall. He's done the uh, – what what game was it? It was against – oh, damn, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but he, he snuck up so behind – the Alvarado move. <laughs> he, did, he did the Alvarado. I, in fact, I tweeted out RIP Twitter. I'm just, I'm just assuming RIP Twitter. Because <laughs> I just assume it's going to be dead by the time this podcast yeah, posts. Yeah, probably. But uh, <laughs> after midnight, that's the next business. Who day. knows? But then, yeah, it could be dead. But uh, yeah, I tweeted out that that um, uh, Peyton Pritchard Alvarado'd. I think it was DeAndre Jordan. Okay, that's not that impressive. Yeah, but he still did it. He still did the sneak up and, yeah, sure. and steal. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I he's mean, still got to do it. Look. I called it Alvarado. Yeah, so yeah, there's a reason. So it's a shout-out to Alvarado, the original, that Peyton Pritchard did the Alvarado. So, But he did do it. He's capable of doing it. Pritchard is like, – he got three offensive rebounds the last game. He had like another yeah, – That's pretty impressive. He's he been getting like three offensive rebounds a game for the last three games. He's sneaking in and like – it's Those type of players are so much fun. It's, it is. They're it like is the easiest to root for in the world when it comes to those sorts of things. Yeah. I, I actually I like the Alvarado comparison because I think Pritchard influencing locked on Celtics here seriously like, because I think Pritchard <laughs> Pritchard is Alvarado I'll put I'll put it this way for the Celtics fans Alvarado is Pritchard with opportunity and I don't want to okay. say that in a way that's dis no no, no, no no I get what you're saying you got to give minutes to play and show off what right. you do Pritchard, right th- and that's one of the storylines here that Pritchard hasn't gotten mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity so. Because you have Brogdon ahead of you, you got Smart ahead of you, you got uh, Derek White ahead of you, who White's was awesome. Derek White was awesome against Atlanta, and Pritchard. When all three are healthy, Pritchard just kind of gets buried on the bench. That's just how it goes. But when you get the opportunity, like Alvarado has, yeah, you get to prove yourself a little bit more, and and that that's the 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 comp that I think makes sense. Um, I think the Celtics need Pritchard as a, a as an emergency guy. The, those type of dudes bring an energy off the bench that yeah. you don't get with the starters, and we've had it multiple times this season. And they finally started using Jose Alvarado, I think, correctly, where you play him in the second quarter and in the fourth quarter instead of like the beginning of the first and the beginning of the third, and you actually yeah. have him playing like crunch time where he the, the dudes on off numbers are insane, and everyone's net rating when he's when they're with him on the court is through the roof compared to when he's not, which just tells you how impactful a player can be just doing all of those kind of like correct little things. But yeah, you've got to get minutes, right? Like that's yeah. a big part of it. Can't produce without minutes. No, you can't do your thing there. <laughs> should we talk about bet online? Yeah, we should talk about bet online. I'll even hit the button here. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's right. <laughs> bet online. Your number one source for your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. I, I, I know that they just put out the new um, MVP odds with Jason Tatum. He's going to be the, up at the big at the top, yeah, three to one, yeah, ahead of Giannis, who is thirteen to four, which is basically three and a half to one. So 
Tatum has moved into the lead at Bet Online. You can get things like that at Bet Online. Latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. Obviously, basketball, but also football, soccer, esports, college sports. It's all there at betonline.net. And if you love podcasts, I mean, if you're still here at this point, yeah, you, you love you podcasts. Definitely do, yeah. You love podcasts. Uh, they have those there at Bet Online as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head on over to betonline.net. You can use your mobile device if you'd like. Bet Online is where the game starts. We just ask you to please gamble responsibly. It's like we're doing Locked On NBA here on like uh, on a Friday. Now it's Friday morning here. It is early Friday morning. So thank you, everybody, for making Locked On Pelicans or Locked On Celtics your first listen today and every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today. Good show. Hey, yeah, it's a great show. It's just everything you need in one spot for catch up on all the biggest stories in all sports. We cover the NBA, but I miss so much other stuff Exactly, because I'm focused on this. I'm so focused on basketball that I can't keep up. Listen to Lockdown Sports today. Catch up on everything. Up to date. Yeah. Biggest awesome. stories there. We got a game tonight, though, in yeah. the Smoothie King Center here, which yeah. should be a fun one. King Cake Baby in the house? It's not Mardi Gras season yet. Oh, is he not there? No, he won't be there. Oh. You were, were you hoping you're not going to like uh, run away scared? No. I, like, it's kind of like a horror movie. Like, you, you're intentionally being scared. I'm there for the purpose of being frightened by King Cake Baby. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm like walking like, into a funhouse. That? Yeah, that's fair. We just miss Halloween, where it's uh, there's. Yeah, it's a fun mascot. They they had the original like scary Pierre, which was terrible. Then oh, he had reconstructive surgery. Yeah. During an All Star game, where he broke his beak, so he had to get everything redone, and that's how they brought the new Pierre. When they realized, oh, this thing is awful right, looking. Right. I like scary Pierre too. Uh, they New Orleans gets some weird stuff here, man. For everything, I think New Orleans is misunderstood. Like, I understand, like, King Cake Baby in a vacuum without the New Orleans perspective is freaky as all like hell. What, what is, yeah, but, but it works. For, for like, if you understand New Orleans and, and the whole thing, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Part of why I love <laughs> New Orleans. Andrew here. So we've got the game. What else do we need to cover in this one? I don't know, man. We kind of went over, like, um, you know, the, the Pelicans are still for your audience okay. here. How 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 do the Pelicans how do the Pelicans beat the Celtics? If the if the Pelicans are playing their best, what are they doing? I mean, that's where the offense gets really good too. And I know you said the Celtics defense is still a bit of a work in progress, yes. and this could be one of those games where it's like 130, 135, and whoever gets a little oh. bit higher wins that. Yeah. They they're still figuring a few things out offensively, but the past couple of games they've really kind of started to hit the right kind of notes. And if Zion plays, I actually think he fits in kind of perfectly with what they're doing. To start the year, they've run CJ McCollum as point guard, yep. kind of out of Dame's shadow, wants to take on that larger ball handling role, be the floor general, and it just hasn't worked. Like he's an off ball guy, I think, when you really watch him. He's good at moving the ball, he can still create for others, but that early offense with the ball in his hands, pull up jumpers, things like that was not working. And he had really struggled until two games ago against the Grizzlies where they finally used him off ball, paired him with Jose Alvarado to kind of create for him, ran him through every kind of action and screen imaginable, elevator doors, pin downs, everything to kind of spring him and just get him catch and shoot situations. 
responded with 30 points. Yeah. Same thing the next game where he's over 20, and he's actually hitting his three-pointers, where he was shooting 21% to start the year, and that's not going to work if you're him. Right. So if you throw Zion out there and go with the point Zion thing, which we saw under Stan Van Gundy two years ago, maybe the only good thing he did here in New Orleans, <laughs> you know, you saw it. Don't, don't post up Zion. Yeah. Give him the ball at the top of the three-point line. Let him go downhill and draw two or three defenders with the court gravity he has, and he's a good passer. And hit just the open man. Like sometimes basketball doesn't doesn't need to be hard, and right. you don't need to overthink this. Yeah. David Locke told me that one time when <laughs> we were talking about it, where we did a crossover head of the network, and it was like, "How do the Pelicans like beat this team? Or are you worried about this stuff?" And he's like, "Man, if Rudy Gobert has a good game and Donovan Mitchell has a good game, who cares about anything else? Right? Right? Get those guys their shots in their thing, and they win, and it's and it's fine." And I remember I did a show one time where it was like, "How do you?" Try and defend Zion well, but still close out on three-point shooters. Like, you just dis- you just defend Zion and you live with the subpar <laughs> three-point guys right. mi- maybe missing their threes, right? Like, yeah. Sometimes we don't need to overthink some of this. Yeah. So it's point Zion and a bunch of guys working really well off ball with him. And then you have B.I. kind of as a secondary creator. Yeah. So you can get the ball to him. You can reset your offense. They seem to be better as a slower team. They want to try and get out and run and get early offense and go – Somewhat like that. I just don't know if it's quite what they're the best at doing. It's work through these actions because you have so many threats. Trey Murphy, their second year wing, is bombing away from 30 plus feet. Let that guy get the ball and create actions for him out there because you've got to put a defender out on him and it Uh just spaces the court so much better. So sometimes you just don't need to overthink these things. Yeah, basketball can be such a simple game. It's it's so complicated because of like, okay, every each time somebody comes up with something new. They say, oh, okay, here's, let's come up with this innovation. Let's come up with that. So one thing the Celtics are doing a lot of this year, I've been, I've been talking about the Spain pick and roll mm-hmm. a lot this year, um, which for people who don't know what Spain pick and roll is, basically it's, it's this evolution of the pick and roll. Yeah. You run a normal pick and roll, but then there's a secondary Second screen that comes up for the roll guy. So the guy sets the pick and rolls and all of a sudden he's getting a screen and that allows for so many other things. And you use, like the way the Celtics have been doing it sometimes, you use Sam Hauser as that secondary screener. And now that creates some confusion there. And Sam Hauser, who hits half his three-pointers, pops out free for yeah. an open shot. So it's in, in one sense, it's super easy. You get, get, get that guy who can shoot. Yeah. The ball. You don't always have to overthink it. It's just run smart actions for people and have a passer. So it's Zion's going to always draw two. You'll notice that, it, again, it's a big if he plays, right? Every time he touches the ball, there's going to be two dudes moving towards him. One will be his primary defender, and then you're going to have someone getting as close to him as they can without completely burning you on that initial move or action that he does, which means someone's going to be open. Yeah. Find the open guy. Right, you can run. A, you can set an off-ball screen for CJ to spring him to be that open guy, and I think that'll work really well, especially because they're doing that for him right now. Yeah, you have Bi there, who's mid-range assassin. You know, he's Kevin Durant light essentially. I think. Yeah, and then you know you hope that Trey Murphy and Herb Jones can slow down. You know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Enough, slow him down enough. <laughs> yeah, well, so it, it feels like there's a little bit of what the Hawks. We're doing the Hawks are a big mid range team. Yeah, they are. And weirdly so too. Yeah. They just love they just love that mid range. And part of why the Celtics won that game by 
25 was though they can't hit a damn three at all. So I wonder if the Celtics, especially without Zion, are the Celtics walking into a situation where, hey man, if Brandon Ingram wants to take 25 mid-range shots, go for it. I still think that's a good way to lose the game. I think that's a really good way to lose the game because he's going to hit those. So I wouldn't go in with that game plan. But there's also enough other credible threats. You still have Jose who can run the offense yep. and is a slasher down low. You have Larry Nance Jr. who works really well off ball as a small ball five and can punish you with a switchability like on defense and then works really well on offense, even in pick and roll situations too. You have Trey Murphy who... Loves to take, he likes the early threes, and I like him taking early threes from 30 plus feet. So it's going to stretch that defense a little bit. You know, there, the, if, if that's the case, they'll let BI get his shot and they'll be, and he'll be happy to take it. Yeah. That's a guy who shoots above 54% from those mid rangers. Like, there's certain guys, it's like, yeah, let him take the mid range and you live with it. I don't know if he's one of those guys. They've, they've already faced DeMar DeRozan a couple okay, of games. Yeah. Then that's you know what like, I mean? You know, the, like, the dude with that. He's he's like the mid-range guy. Yeah. Uh along with Kevin Durant. Uh but and and DeRozan was extraordinarily annoying in that game. I think he's in every game, right? He's just he's he's both fun to watch but super annoying if he's playing against your team. Yeah. Because he he drew That was a game where Tatum had 20 free throws. And I think DeRozan had 18 free throws. Don't even get me started on the refs who don't know what to do with New Orleans in this one. That there's, <laughs> oh man, just don't let it come down to that. Oh, so when they don't know how to officiate Zion, we've seen. No, yeah, no, like knows. no one does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays like a guard, but he's a big man, so they officiate him like a big man. But it's like uh, you got to probably treat him like a guard. And then Herb Jones, who is an excellent defender, gets the worst whistle ever. But. <laughs> well. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. We'll see how that goes in this game because Tatum, one of the best developments of his season and why he's an MVP candidate, part of why he's a big reason why, I should say, is his ability to draw free throws this season. He's he's up about 10 oh, free throws per game. He's going to go to the freaking line 20 times in yeah. this game here. And I in Twitter, if it's still around by the time <laughs> this game tips off, is going to be – or Pell's Twitter is going to be infuriated Tatum, about it. But Tatum has been – the best part of Tatum's game this year is point A to point B. He's not going diagonal as often. He's going front of the rim. He's just attacking. He's going through guys. And that's allowing him to draw fouls. Uh, I think one of the big reasons why he didn't draw fouls last season or at any point in his career prior to this, when you're going diagonally and trying to flip the ball past somebody um, – as you're going by him is if you get bumped from behind, you're still on that same path. And it's hard for a ref in the, in the crush of bodies to see that contact because all you're doing is still going in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And what Tatum is doing, he's going straight now to the rim. And when you get hit, he changes direction now and he falls and he's like legitimately falling. Like he's not falling. I was like, like, sounds like he's flopping. He's not flopping falling. He's actually like getting knocked down. Okay. Um, and that level of aggression, that that north-south level of aggression has allowed him to get a lot of the calls he wouldn't have gotten in the past. 
because they're noticeable now. The he, refs can actually see his body change direction, and they go, oh, okay, that vision, had to be a foul. Vision on the refs is an underrated thing. This is why you want to sp- – it's also one of the reasons why you want to space the court. Down yeah. low, you get foul calls. That's why That's why they put four shooters around Harden in Houston. When he drove to the basket and got fouled, the refs would see it. It's mm. literally a thing. I had Eric Gordon actually tell me that one time, which I thought was interesting. How's the Celtics bench? Awesome. Awesome. This, so that's going to be interesting because I like the Pels too. I think there's some – I think they're very good role players there that are good at their role. I'm going to be curious to see kind of that matchup. That's something that's gotten New Orleans a couple of wins this season so far is kind of their depth shining through. But it's going to be tested against the Celtics one. With Brogdon back, Brogdon is such an amazing luxury to have coming off the bench because he's a a starter. Yeah, totally, on most teams. And the, the way he's able to... He gets to the rim at will. He gets to the rim against anybody. Well, he's also a 40, he's a 50, 40, 90 guy too. Yeah. So he he can get to the rim, he can shoot, and he just commands so much attention. The the Brogdon, Tatum, Grant Williams, Sam Hauser, and you throw you can even throw Luke Cornett into that mix. That lineup has been Dominant, also because that that's the that's the second quarter. They start second quarters with that lineup. Okay, and you're going up against the other team's bench, and Brogdon and Tatum are your two main players out there, and they command so much attention that Grant Williams and Sam Hauser have just been they're they're shooting like fifty something percent from. Three. Let's hope they're at Harris right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? Let's go. Let's go to Harris. Let's see if Let's we can see. go see some of the players Let's go here. find it. My internal clock is telling me that we're right about 35 minutes. You're yeah, pretty point. close to that. I'm looking at the number here. Is we're it? trying to be good. It's 38. 38. We got to edit this a little bit too. This is going to be cut down some. So mm. it was a minute or two. Eh. All right, let's end it there. Let's end it there. That's how we do it on Locked On NBA. You should just shut up towards the end, and you're like, "Okay, Jake's quiet. That means we're at time." Jake, Jake is my moral compass when it comes to ending. That if there's one thing, we're we're so like compatible in so many ways. Your show is consistently. I was going to say, my audience knows how short mine is. Your audience, your audience is sitting here like, is this a double podcast? Yeah, but we're close. My show never goes over twenty five minutes ever. Yeah, yeah. And then you throw me into the mix, and all of a sudden it's we're okay. at thirty eight. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what is this? Well, look at all this bonus content that we're getting. And I know <laughs> we're I'm going long. That's what right And now. I still won't shut up. <laughs> That's going to do it for Locked On Celtics and Locked On Pelicans here, I think. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm John Corrales, host of Locked On Celtics. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. <laughs> yeah, you all know what to make your first yes. and your second listen, probably your third listen here, too. Subscribe. Watch the show on YouTube. Yeah, really? This is a show you should be watching on YouTube. I know regular listeners. Yeah, go watch this do, one on YouTube. This one you should be watching on YouTube. This is a very chill. This is the most chill podcast I've done in years. I don't know. I, would, I mean, we've been pretty animated. I'm like sweating in this thing, by the way. Sweat block, by this, the way. Sponsor. <laughs> locked on. Great. Um, this is chill for me. Okay. Cool. I'm a calming influence. You are. All right. That's going to do it for, for Locked On Celtics, <laughs> Locked On Falcons. Enjoy the game, everybody. We'll be back with y'all on Monday. 
not not together because no, I'm doing a post game podcast. You are? Yeah, locked on Celtics post game bonus bonus locked on Celtics post game. I'll be out. 